morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening in this morning to our live broadcast. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies for me, please feel free to contact us on any uh, social media platform you're listening on, or you can also contact us on our website or by email, or you can give me a call or text message on the number you see there below. So I want to start a series on prayer, and we're going to be speaking about fellowship with God in prayer. Um, This is a subject I've spoken in churches before, but I thought it would be wonderful to put this out for uh, believers that would uh, be watching this. And first scripture I want to look at is in Psalms 63, uh, and we're going to read verses 1 through 6. And let's see here, we've got a Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. So this is the beginning of, that's the start of the psalm explaining where he was. So he was in a, he was in a wild place. He was in a desert place, a place that didn't have easy access to water, food, or anything. So that, that's the setting the scene for this psalm. So Psalms 63, 1 through 6. O God, Thou art God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see Thy power and Thy glory, so as I have seen Thee in the sanctuary. Because Thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise Thee. Thus will I bless Thee, will I live, I will lift up my hands in Thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. So as you look at this scripture, you see someone who is desperate for God. My soul thirsts for you as someone that's in a desert place, a dry and thirsty land. When, when you're in the desert and you're thirsty, uh, what, what's on your mind? Your latest social media news feed? What post you're going to make on Facebook? What's the next TV show on? No, you have one thought, one desire, and that is you need water. And David's saying, this is how I thirst for you, God. Can I ask you the question? If someone looked at your life, listened to your words, was watching you, would they characterize you as someone who thirsts for God the same way that a person in the desert land thirsts for water? And so David says, early will I seek thee. Scripturally, we should wake up before our day starts and begin our day with prayer. That's, what, that's how Scripture defines it. Even, even our Lord Jesus Christ did that. David here, he said, I, I, Early will I seek thee. I meditate, you, uh, meditate upon you on my bed and during the night watches. 
David was thirsting and hungering for God. Are you thirsting and hungering for God? Brother Branham says this, There come a time where the Hebrew children had to make a stand, whether they were going to bow down to a heathen image or whether they were going to keep their faith in the true and living God. The time came when the decision must be made, and they made the right decision and God was with them. The time came when the prophet Daniel had to make a decision of whether he would fail to pray. He would keep the tradition of the religion of that country or whether he would go his regular custom where he had fellowship with God, raise up the windows and pray towards the temple daily, and Daniel had to make his decision. And the time finally forced him to a place where he had to make it. That's from the sermon, The Time is at Hand, April 8th, 1956. So we look at the life of Daniel, and it wasn't that they were asking Daniel to deny his faith. No, they weren't asking him to turn against Jehovah God. They were simply asking him to, they were telling him, you can't pray to your God. That's, that's all. What about, how do we treat our prayer life, our prayer time? Do we treat it between life and death, or do we say, well, it doesn't matter? What would we have done if we would have been in Daniel's shoes? You can only pray to me. Daniel said, I'd rather die than not have my prayer time and fellowship with Jehovah God. Wow. Let's look at Luke 18, 1 through 8. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. There was a widow in that city, and she came to, unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard men, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continually coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. So the parable was for this purpose, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And the woman didn't get her answer right away. So she kept praying and she kept calling and she kept crying out to the Lord. What about you and me? When we don't receive our answer, do we give up right away? Or do we continually pray and ask and seek God for the answer until he answers? When the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith on the earth? At the end time, is there going to be anybody that has the patience to wait on the Lord for the answer? Or will they just give up and say, forget it, never mind? All right. So I want to read some from... Uh, a book called uh, The Power of Prayer by E.M. Bounds. Um, this, this book was life-changing for me when I read it. Um, you, can, you can get it online pretty much anywhere, but um, I'm going to start reading from this, and it's a tremendous, tremendous challenge. 
The men who have most fully illustrated Christ in their character have most powerfully affected the world for him, have been met or and have most powerfully affected the world for him, have been men who spent so much time with God as to make it a notable feature of their lives. Charles Simeon devoted the hours from four till eight in the morning to God. Mr. Wesley spent two hours daily in prayer. He began at four in the morning. Of, of him, one who, who knew him well wrote, he thought prayer to be more his business than anything else. And I have seen him come out of his closet with a serenity of face next to shining. John Fletcher, who was um, a minister that followed after John Wesley, says, John Fletcher stained the walls of his room by the breath of his prayers. Sometimes he would pray all night, always frequently and with great earnestness. His whole life was a life of prayer. I would not rise from my seat, he said, without lifting my heart to God. His greeting to a friend was always, do I meet you praying? Martin Luther said, if I fail to spend two hours in prayer each morning, the devil gets the victory through the day. I have so much business I cannot get on without spending three hours daily in prayer. He had a motto, he that has prayed well has studied well. This is this is quite a challenge. These men of God made prayer their most important part of the day. They didn't they didn't say, well, I'll pray when I have a chance. Um, I'll fit it in here and there. No, they fit their day in around prayer. That's a challenge to me. That's a challenge to you. How do you consider prayer? How, consi- how do you consider your fellowship with God? Is it the most important part of your day? Continuing reading from Power Through Prayer, Archbishop Layton was so much alone with God that he seemed to be in a perpetual meditation. Prayer and praise were his business and his pleasure, says his biographer. Bishop Ken was so much with God that his soul was said to be God-enamored. He was with God before the clock struck three every morning. Bishop Asbury said, I propose to rise at four o'clock as often as I can and spend two hours in prayer and meditation. Samuel Rutherford, the fragrance of whose piety is still rich, rose at three in the morning to meet God in prayer. Joseph Aline rose at four o'clock for his business of praying till eight. If he heard other tradesmen plying their business before he was up, he would exclaim, Oh, how this shames me! Doth not my master deserve more than theirs? He who has learned this trade well draws at will, on sight, and with acceptance of heaven's unfailing bank. Amen. Are you learning this trade well? Are you considerate? You say, well, these are, these are preachers. What, what does this have to do with me? No, it has everything to do with you. Uh, E.M. Bounds talks about it. There's there's men who are government officials that did much for the much for the kingdom and to advance kingdom principles that also spent much time in prayer. This is not just for preachers. This is for every believer. Why? Because it is our fellowship with God. How do you fellowship with God? Through prayer. You talk to him, he talks to you. 
All right, let's look at Mark chapter 1, verse 31, and look at the example of our Lord. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness. Uh, this is Luke 5, 16. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Luke 11, 1. And it came to pass that he was praying, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So the apostles looked at Jesus, saw the power that his prayers had, and said, teach us how to pray. Luke 6.12, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. So the Lord Jesus Christ considered prayer to be a critical part of his ministry. What about you and I? If the sinless Son of God needed to pray in these situations continually, as it says it was his custom to rise early in the morning and pray. Lord, let it be our custom to rise early in the morning to pray. I'm going to close out this live broadcast with a word of prayer. Once again, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can contact me on any social media platform or on the contact information at the bottom of the screen. Heavenly Father, we just come to you now, Lord, and we ask that you would work in our lives, that we would order our lives around prayer, not vice versa. Lord, may we not be lacking in this time of fellowship with you. May our hearts be burning and yearning to meet with you and talk with you, Lord. Forgive us for falling so short. Change our hearts and our desires. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.